Lunch with Pippa Hudson. And now, Consumer Talk featuring Wendy Nola. Who is back in the studio with us, I'm happy to say, and uh, tackling an issue that is affecting so many of our listeners right now, the difficulties of domestic air travel in the current chaotic environment. Uh, Wendy's got some really practical advice to share with us today. She's got feedback from the local airlines about how their pricing is being uh, uh, structured and much more. Several different issues to look at and, of course, uh, your questions as well. If you want to call in, share an experience, ask for advice, call us on 0214460567 or you can send a voice note to 0725671567. Well, Wendy and I were just talking in the background about uh, the way international travel has become something of an extreme sport right now thanks to the visa turnaround times mm-hmm. and the chaos at the airports. But Wendy, it's not a whole lot easier even within our borders, is it? No, it's not. And yeah, and there's the pricing issue as well, although that's um, due to a lot more comp- a lot more complex set of reasons than people think it is. Think yeah. it is. Yeah. So this whole, um, he has a song from way back, leaving on a jet plane <laughs> has never been more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, torrid couple of years for South Africa's domestic airlines in particular, and the flying public, we spoke about, you know, there's the COVID cancellations. When are you entitled to a refund? Uh, what? How long must your voucher be um, valid for? Yeah. Then the, the latest catastrophe after the the suspension of flights in March um, due to the Civil Aviation Authority um, having safety concerns about um, commerce planes, Cleveland BA. Um, they started flying again and then, of course, we all know, had that big special on the 31st of May and, and late that night went, well, announced that they were suspending all flights and I think it was the following week, a few days later, they announced that they were applying for, for liquidation. And that's led to a major, major uh, shortage uh, of, of seats in the market, meaning that the so-called cheap seats are much harder to come by than they used to be. Um, and... <laughs> It has it has um, led to a lot of people. Uh, every day, I get an email from someone saying, "You have to investigate this. Why is the local media silent on the fact of the of the grounding of the of the gouging that's price going gouging, on?" Someone yeah. called it price gouging the other day. <laughs> that's quite, <laughs> quite appropriate, but not necessarily fitting here. So, um, soon after the. Um, Comey announced that it was going into liquidation. The 2nd of June, in fact, the Competition Commission put out a press release saying it would be monitoring airline ticket prices to ensure that the remaining airlines wouldn't be taking advantage of the reduced supply. And I recall you telling us that the Commission had actually met, Wendy, with the remaining airlines. They'd spoken with Lyft and Flysafair and Airlink and SAA, doing a bit of finger-wagging and saying, basically, we've got our eyes on you, you are being watched, don't think you'll get away with it. Have they given any feedback on, on what that watching has, has revealed? Not proactively. They haven't issued another press release, but I did um, send them a media query last week, and I said, "Have has the Commission had any complaints from members of the public or the industry about price gouging? in the past two months. It's been two months. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, Only two months. Much. It feels like Since longer. Since that sta- yeah. statement, yes. And I also said, what is your monitoring? Because they said, we will be monitoring the situation. Mm. What is your monitoring revealed? 
Okay, what was the feedback? Uh, okay, so they said since the 1st of June to date, the commission has received about five complaints. Only five. Only five. Okay. Five complaints, hardly a deluge, from members of the public relating to the excessive pricing of domestic airfare tickets. The complaints are all against are against all airlines that are currently operating domestically. We're still at the early stage of our investigation. We've sent our targeted requests for information from all of the operating airlines and have started the assessment of same, where information has been received. So no big wow response there. Just we, we, we're busy investigating. Going through the motions. Yeah, okay. yeah, five complaints. That surprised me. I also um, put this to them. Both Lyft and Safi have pointed out to me that the perceived rise in, in prices has nothing to do with gouging and that in the past 18 months they've been focused on surviving, just hanging in there, not, not making profits. Um, and that with fewer seats in the market, the more expensive last seats on the plane have been all that's available for last-minute bookers, they've they've argued. Plus, and this is a biggie that you, I haven't read much of, and that okay. is that what we are suffering with the price of fuel in our cars is happening at a you know, much bigger um, scale, on a scale yeah. Yeah, with the airline industry. So the price of, of um, aviation fuel has almost trebled in the past 18 months, sure. and that's the time that Lyft has been in operation. Sure. So from 6 rand 50 a litre to 18 rand, which is something that, this is what I put to the ComCom, something which the Commission has not mentioned in its public statements. Why not? Answer the Commission's investigation will consider the extent to which the increase in fuel price has led to rising airfare tickets. I mean, that is massive. Imagine your main costs trebling. The fuel you put in the plane to fly people yes. around has gone up in price Where, threefold. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a can't huge absorb impact. That. Um, so that would explain a, lot, a of, lot of of the pricing. And again, I just want to repeat what you said about those last seats, Wendy. We have said this before, but airline pricing is always on a sliding scale. The first seats that are sold on the flight are sold at a cutthroat rate. Yes. The price goes up as the availability of seats goes down. And if you're buying literally the last seat on the plane, it has always been the yeah. case that you would pay premium for it. So, but we, now there's so many fewer yes. well, seats full. available. So before yeah. there were no last seats with the most expensive ones because they were flying at, you know, Lyft was flying at still like 60 to 70% if they were lucky, sometimes less. Um, so they were always empty Safir, seats. They were always yeah. empty seats. So no one actually was having to buy those top price things. And so we thought they didn't exist, but they always existed. It's just that the planes weren't full. But now there are fewer planes in circulation, so those seats are being taken up every single last one. The of same them. amount, yeah. oh, f- uh, fewer planes in general, yes. Um, fewer seats in, in total. Okay. Just before we carry on, Wendy, just an important clarification for our listeners on the load shedding. We got some quite fuzzy information from the city earlier. I can now clarify what's going on. If you're a City of Cape Town customer, the only load shedding you should expect today is stage one between the hours of five and seven. Nothing before and nothing after. Stage one from five until seven. If you're on ESCOM uh, power, you can expect stage two from four o'clock until midnight, both today and tomorrow. Thank you, Rafiq. For, for the clarification. Thank okay. you. I've just checked. I have no load shedding oh, today. Great. Okay. <laughs> Dinner <laughs> well, is on. Touch wood. The lights are still on in <laughs> okay. studio, so, so let's keep going. Right. So, um, okay, what else did the commission okay. say? I also wanted to hear what they had to say about something else. Lyft said to me that they had pointed out to the ComCom sometime before Comey's demise that Comey's flights, Kalula in particular, were in some cases being sold at loss-making prices, and they urged the commission to address that with the airline. That didn't happen, I was told. But if it had, the airline may not have been forced to go into liquidation and maybe, you know, kept those seats in the market 
um, and therefore more cheap seats, right? So their competitor was waving the waving the red flag yes. well in advance, and the commission didn't apparently act, or certainly so didn't said, act fast I enough. I said I would appreciate up. your comments, yeah. yeah, because if if they'd been stopped <coughs> from operating in, like in, that, in, engaging in practices which were not sustainable, yeah, maybe they wouldn't have had to go into liquidation. And the answer was: see if you can spot an actual answer to the question. <laughs> As an integral part to its advocacy program, the commission has an open door policy to all the market players in the main to share insights on how the markets function, including challenges they are confronted with. This information is used essentially to inform the decisions of the commission on specific interventions made within the prescripts of the Competition Act, as amended. Oh my that's, goodness! That's a case study in my media training. <laughs> how to say absolutely yes. nothing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how to say? Lyft has the right to bring things to our attention yes, and not say anything exactly about it. how we respond. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh. I know you have had an in-depth conversation with Lyft about the current state of the market. Yes, really. what can and you share with, with Flas Affair yeah. because it's such a dynamic issue at the moment. So Lyft CEO Jonathan Ayash said in most of the discussions and allegations about price gouging, there's absolutely no mention of the fact, as I've said, that the price of aviation fuel, fuel has almost trebled in 18 months. Um, the airline does want to increase its fleet. I said, how about putting a Durban-Cape Town flight in? Flight example, in? And they yes. said, yes, yes. The problem is it's not like buying new aircraft. It's not like going to the dealership and getting a few cars. He says they're in short supply because the international airline um, figures are, are, are spiking. The world's coming uh, back to back travel, to travel yeah. if not the airline staff. <laughs> and... Um, they said that uh, also, so there's, there's a demand, you know, especially in Europe, which makes it more difficult for them on the southern tip of Africa to get planes. So there's no quick fix on that one. He also pointed out, and, and this is something I've been guilty of, of Pippa, yep. um, saying that Comes Demise took 40% of the capacity out of the market. Well, that's if every flight they flew was full to capacity. Which you've just told us. They weren't. It they wasn't. weren't. Yeah. So if you look at the AXA's figures of actual capacity um, Kamea was having in, just before they went under um, that was nowhere near 100% so the number of the percentage of seats that the rest of the domestic airlines need to pick up is more like 18% it's still a big chunk but yep. it's not 40% it's not as much as nearly half yeah, yeah. okay um, so the thing that's changed as we keep saying and it's the most important thing is that while a year ago you could book a flight at the last minute and still get a reasonably priced one today you absolutely cannot do that um, Jonathan Ayash said a year to 18 months ago you could buy a Joburg to Cape Town return ticket for a thousand rand that must have been a real cheapie yeah I never I don't think I ever scored I'm too last minute to have you know, <laughs> scored one of those I relied on those in the days of long distance dating between Joburg oh, and Cape right. Town before I moved here Wendy so um, yeah I mean I'm thinking back to now Gosh, the mid to mid to late 1990s, a return ticket booked a month in advance would cost about two and a half thousand rand. Mm. I mean, it was most of my salary every month. Yeah. I, I paid the rent and I bought a ticket to see and Alan was, and Edwards. <laughs> enough left for baked beans on toast. But that went down when the likes of Kalula and the budget one time came into the and market, budgets came exactly. in. It went down to five, yeah. six hundred rand quite rapidly. So out, no more. Out of a six hundred rand ticket. He was saying minus taxes, the airline got four hundred rand. It's not sustainable. So, okay. so this is this is an important take out. It was great for consumers, says Lyft, in the short term, but you end up with un, an unhealthy aviation industry. And fast forward eighteen months, something had to give. We couldn't keep flying at a loss, but naturally, consumers just see price hikes and they assume that we're profiteering because you know the price, the fuel price hike has coincided with Kami's um, demise, and of course. Kami's demise is directly related to the fact that there's 
the planes are completely chockers in most cases. Um, okay, so uh, a tweet in just from Noel saying it is insane how airfares have just surged. Thank you for keeping us all engaged. And I think, yeah, really important not not that we're trying to defend the airline industry, but Wendy, it's important to know. I what don't we're want dealing it to sound like really, that, but you, yeah, to, not, to, you to need say to there know are the practical picture. reasons. Yes, yes, f- fitting indeed. into this, it's not just greed. Exactly, yeah. and I can understand an industry that's that's crying with the, you know the fuel price having skyrocketed. Yeah. Um, being, you know, that's not even factoring into the complaints about why why the price is so so high. Um, so yes, bottom line is um, the most expensive and the cheapest seats are still there, but um, it's about when you book. You cannot book last minute anymore, not without paying top price. You did admit that the airline has tweaked its cheap versus expensive seat ratio to try and pass on some of that hectic um, uh, fuel, fuel price. price. Yeah. So there are fewer cheap seats um, and and more of the of the more, more expensive, expensive ones. ones. Okay, so we're WhatsApp asking the million dollar questions. How do we get the cheap seats? Is Book the only early. option to order in advance, like way in advance? Yes, and here's the point. He's saying that they have this, the, probably the most flexible policy ever. You can... Book a flight now and you can cancel within 24 hours of departure and get all your money back and rebook. So there's no there's no um, okay. risk there because if you, ch- you book in advance, you think, I don't know if we're going to take that trip. I don't know if it's happening. Or well, if it doesn't, you Monday don't lose Friday. your money. Okay. So that's okay. That's good to know. But yes, the answer is that the further in advance you can book, the cheaper the flight Absolutely. that you like. I mean, that's always been it's the always case. Always been Wendy, the case, but particularly but We never now. hit that top price point yeah. because the planes weren't hundred percent full in most cases. Um, okay, so that was Lyft, and that's really helpful information about that no penalty cancellation fee if you cancel um, within twenty four hours of the of before twenty four hours before the flight. What about Fly Safair? What did they tell you? So their chief marketing officer Kirby Gordon said all their flights had been. Absolutely full since Comair's seats were removed from the market in um, early June. He says, we have not been charging our top price points, but even if we had, we would not have been gouging. His top advice, if you've got a fly safety ticket, is don't miss your flight. It can be days, literally, until we can get you onto another plane, he said. We're constantly getting calls from travel agents urging us to find seats for their VIP clients. It's impossible. So, yes, while it's a wonderful situation to be in, um, it's also really stressful for for you know, if somebody misses a flight in the old days, you would just get on the other and pay a small um, fee, fee to move to the next yeah, one. But, yeah, but but now you literally now you've got to buy try and find a, a ticket on another flight, um, which is going to be top price if you can find it. So we, this is the time to be really really. Um, watchful of the time. Someone like me, I can be a bit of a last minute yep. Annie, but this isn't the time for that when it comes to flights. And it is, um, I mean, this extends into the international space as well, Wendy. I don't know if I've mentioned this on air. We had an exchange student flying in from the UK a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. An unaccompanied minor was bounced almost bounced oh. off a BA flight because they were so overbooked. They literally just said, we know you booked and paid for your tickets several months in advance. We do not have a seat to put you in. And five minutes before the plane left, thankfully, there was a no-show and they were able oh, to give him somebody else a seat. What but stressful. And, and that is yes. how full they are, that they were Everywhere. considering bouncing an unaccompanied yes. mine. I mean, it was disgraceful. But he got here safely. But this is what they're dealing Get with. There the simply is early. no wiggle room anywhere no. in the system. Um, okay. And now, what the chances are you having, of you having a traffic snag And being late for the, for the check-in. Um, oh. The good news is that they have... Um, they will be getting four new planes by the end of the year. They, they already have Fly one. Safir. Sorry, okay. they being Fly Safir. They already have one of the four in service uh, from the 1st of July. <coughs> so whereas 
yeah, at the moment they have 18. By the end of the year, they'll have 21 in the air. And of course, they've always got to have three as backup. Um, so, so yeah. And, and the good news all around is cancellation policies have become a lot more consumer friendly since COVID. So if you miss one, um, it might take a while, take you a while to get onto another flight, but you don't forfeit your money or, you, you know, there's a, there's small um, fees to be paid, whereas in the old days, they were quite substantial. Okay. Yeah. yeah, John in Tableview commenting on the WhatsApp line, Cape Town to Durban return can cost as much as 7,500 Rand wow. on Fly Safir. SA to Dubai return costs 8,500 Rand. Go and figure. But it comes down to when you book. I'm assuming the 8,500 Rand is booked well in advance for an yes. international flight. The 7,500 is probably probably booked yeah. spur of the moment, as it were. That's where the key difference lies. So all around, we have to be very organized. Book early, get to the airport early, do everything early. Take some essentials in your hand luggage in case your luggage doesn't yes, arrive as well. all of that. Okay. Um, right. Uh, Wendy, it is half past two, so we're going to break for the news and then we will come back to more airline-related topics, uh, including the issue of the vouchers that people were given for COVID cancellations, yes. which are now reaching their expiry date. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021-446-0567. All right, let's go straight to the lines because, Wayne, I think in response to hearing me mention overbooking and bumping people or flights has called in with a question from Bloberg. Good afternoon, Wayne, or a comment, I think. Welcome to the show. No, it actually is a question. Thanks yeah. very much. Sure. I've, I've always wondered how it could possibly work that it's right to the consumer that airlines have the, the can overbook and then bump people and the people that don't pitch, they still get the money for those seats that they've sold. So it's inconveniencing others who are full-paying customers and they're still getting money for those tickets that they sell. Wendy, would you like to respond? Yeah. It's an international practice going back many, many years um, to cater for the fact that um, on every flight there are going to be some no-shows and they want to ensure that they don't lose the revenue because if you are a no-show on most airlines, you don't forfeit completely. So you can... Um, for a fee, then fly again. So they're protecting you if you're the the no show. But but the, so that's why they they get we we get you get bumped off when they get the figures the, the estimations wrong. So so I was I was once bumped off on a uh, it's happened Friday afternoon well. yeah. out of Cape Town. I think it was flying to Durban just before the comrades. I mean, obviously they just stupidly got the numbers wrong. People say it was a, I don't know it was the Thursday or the Wednesday before something like that. Um, what's what's changed in the last 11 years since the Consumer Protection Act came into effect is that um, the legislatures are quite firm about consumer rights if you are overbooked. I think one or two of the legislatures must have been bumped off themselves <laughs> quite okay. a few times because in short um, they have to compensate you. They can um, offer you an alternative um, which you cannot unreasonably deny. So and that would be a, a remedy to to uh, overbooking that that the act um, caters for. Um, but you can certainly, um, if you, for example, um, had to get a later flight, and as a, as a result, you had to eat something in the airport that you weren't planning to. Your parking, parking fees, which on is the other end was yeah. substantially more. All those sort of things you can absolutely, most definitely claim for. You can't claim for any. Um, what's the word, sort of consequential damages. You can't say, well, I missed my interview and I would have got a job paying 
several X million a year. Yeah. Yes, you can't do that. But any actual expenses, out-of-pocket expenses, the Act certainly allows you to claim. Um, if they want to put you on a flight, um, the many, many hours after the one that you missed or you were bumped off from, um, that wouldn't uh, pass as an un, as a as a reasonable um, alternative, which you are sort of obliged to accept. So there's, there there is protection there, and I've urged many people to take it up. And when it's been denied, I've successfully got it for them. And I know the Consumer Goods and Services Ombud um, um, would deliberate on those cases. So so there is compensation. It's not a it's not a a, um, a policy that um, is not is going to go away. But at least there is some compensation for us as South African consumers if we get bumped off. Thanks for that, Wendy. And interesting to know that fact that not all no-shows forfeit the whole cost of their ticket, which is, I think, what a lot of people assume. I certainly had assumed that, that if you don't show for the flight, sorry for you, you've lost the full amount. So I think interesting every airline does a different thing, but when back in the day of, of, of writing stories about about this, you know, mm. bumping off thing, that was, I remember the airline saying, well, it works, it works both ways. One day you're going to be the no-show and um, it answers the question of why, you know, how can, how, how are they entitled condone? to yeah. To, to get double for the same seat. Double Thank pay. you very much. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. Call now on 021-446-0567. Just before we get to the vouchers, Wendy, Geraldine mailing with an online booking um, experience. And she says, I was booking a flight from Cape Town to Joburg last week. Uh, through the Discovery website, I was given a list of airlines and I chose Fly Safair. She found it quite difficult to follow. She said, I was given first option with no bag, second option, one bag. I assumed by this that that meant there was no carry-on allowed. So I ticked the next option two bags and booked a return fare. When I received my ticket, I saw I had booked business class. I immediately phoned Flysafair to ask if my ticket could be changed back to the second option and their response was that the site was very clear as to what option one was booking and that you needed to be clear on what you were choosing and that there was no refund owed. What do you think of that response? Geraldine feels quite aggrieved about it clearly but it doesn't seem unreasonable okay. to me, Wendy. Not really to me either because the words used would have been check-in bags, for one thing and it's yeah. on any flight you have domestic or international you have cabin luggage which is allowed and there's a, there's a limit to it but um, it wasn't uh, I don't think it was a reasonable assumption that was um, easy to make I think it was it was ma- I don't know how to say this politely but um, it I don't think it was a fault of the website put it that way and um, she could cancel it but then there would be a, pen- a penalty to to um, be paid as there always is when the cancellation is made voluntarily by yourself as opposed to it being, a, for example, a, a COVID-type cancellation or the airline not... Generated by the airline. The airline being suspended yeah. and not... Yeah. So, so yeah, I just... Um, I've had quite a few complaints about Vitality Travel, the new platform that yes. had to be created when their only discounted travel partner, flight partner, Kalula, was no more. Mm. Um, so you now get a choice of all airlines. I, I, there's a, we can get to if there's more time, but maybe if there isn't, just to say you have to actually pay via Discovery account, and there's a practical reason for that. And I've had a few stop now, but I had a few people pushing back on that, a few Vitality members saying, I don't see why I can't pay for my own bank account anymore. Yeah. Um, but um, this is the first complaint I've heard of about the mechanics of booking via that platform. That I'm not sure if they have their own platform. If you go straight to Flysafir's actual you know, um, 
uh, booking platform or whether Discovery has their own. That's not clear. She just no. simply says, I chose Fly Safair, but- which is where it became not so easy to follow. Geraldine, perhaps worth exploring what the penalty would be if you cancelled that flight and rebooked in the other class, in an economy class ticket. And you might find that the penalty you pay is less than the difference in the price difference. Yes. Um, in which case, it's 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 a, mon- a bit of a money saver for you for the mistake that you made. Sure. Um, As I was saying, the yeah. flexibility has increased, so that should be... You might find that that actually might be your yeah. suggestion to cancel the ticket you've booked altogether which, and rebook with economy in class. In fairness to her, she should have been given that option when she when she queried When she it. phoned in, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a bit of a missed, missed opportunity on them to communicate properly with you, but uh, uh, maybe give that a try and I hope that it works for you. Um, okay. I can, I, yeah. Can I just jump in? John from Tableview, a uh, friend of the show, says you can fly Cape Town to Dubai on Qatar from Cape Town next week uh, for 10,800 Rand return. Cape Town to Durban for 7,500 Rand to travel next week. Also That's next deep. week. Okay. Cape Town to Durban, 7,500 is obviously return, but yeah. Sure. I flew last week one way and it was. Oh, I'll be lying now, but it wasn't exorbitant. Obviously, I think I did book quite a long way in advance. Gosh. Well, listen to this one. Someone tells me in the 1990s, we bought a midnight ticket from Cape Town to Joburg for the princely sum of 75 rand. How about that? Okay. Um, Brenda says, I was holding a Kalula flight ticket for August and I cannot get hold of anyone at Kalula to discuss a refund. Must I just suck it up and forget about it? Is no, a question. you have to go through, through the liquidators. Um, well... There are a number of options that we've gone through in the show. You could apply for a chargeback from your bank if you're within the chargeback window um, and you paid by credit card. Um, you, otherwise, um, you become a creditor in the, in, in the liquidation process. And as a passenger, you're at the bottom of the list and you stand to get a few cents in the rand. So, um, sorry, did you say it was... Kalula. Kalula flight okay. for August. British yeah. Airways uh, is, is, are in a slightly different position, which we're going to get to now. Okay. Um, so they're slightly in a, in a better position. Shall we go there now? Yes. Because we're talking about Wendy and we can come back to the voucher story. Um, what's yes, the, let's what's the do story that. on British let's Airways? Um, okay. So we continue to receive queries from customers who were due refunds following the liquidation of Comair. Um, so that was in early June. Those who bought Kaluda tickets on the May 31 sale we've just spoken about, the day the flights were suspended, and the, those flights were up until November, up until peak season. Um, they were told that Commerce Bank would refund them, and by and large that has happened. Okay. The question is around the British Airways people, um, like our listener there, we've just heard from, and there the option was either charge back or you go into the queue as a as a creditor. Yeah. Um, so but, we actually have a case study here, Wendy. Yes, so I've been hearing from various quarters that in the in the industry that British Airways, that's the global company based in the UK, has will be refunding those passengers because of their reputational um, yeah, damage limitation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and um, the problem is it it is going to it, it's not a, a quick process. Um, so the case study is Vanessa Blevins bought BA tickets Durban to Cape Town just before Comair was grounded in March. Oh, that was over the safety. Yes. Um, they waited and waited, but they were going to a 50th, so they didn't want to miss out. So they bought alternative tickets. Um, but, and the grounding was lifted the day before they were due to fly. Um, and uh, that was in April. And um, so then they cancelled the flight and rebooked 
in October. Sorry, they didn't, didn't fly out, uh, get an alternative flight. They just the whole the whole event was postponed. They rebooked to go in October, um, and the refund that they were owed was seven thousand eight hundred and twelve rand. Um, and then, of course, um, yeah, with with coming in, in liquidation, liquidation. That, yeah, so. Vanessa was told on the 10th of June that her refund was being processed, but I have now called BA three times in the past week about my refund, and each time the problem is escalated to a manager and I get no feedback. Do you have any information around this, she said, or can you help me out with a BA contact? Well, I didn't have a BA contact, but I did have Dinesh Govinda, who's CEO of Discovery Vitality and has obviously connected with the airlines, and I said... Um, Please, this is a bit of a cheeky ask, but can you find out anything? And he said, yes, my contact, our contact at BA said that the refund is being processed and will take eight to ten weeks. So between the 5th and the 19th of August, based on her um, June 10 request date. So by the by mid to, mid-August, to say, she Vanessa will be paying a lot more for those two October, October tickets than the amount... That um, she originally she paid. paid. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a toss-up. Does she? How does she? Well, if she has the cash flow to book now, that would and be then the, pocket the refund when it comes. Yes, that's she's probably the cheaper option. Yes, but that's yes. not the position many people are in. No, Most they want to get the money the back, and then before yeah, they can That's rebook. what's making airline travel yeah. such an extreme sport at the moment. Okay, speaking of Vitality Travel, any any updates for us there, Wendy? Um, well. Uh, so, as I alluded to just now, Discovery um, partnered with Kalula for more than almost 20 years. At one stage, Vitality members booked more than 1 million flights a year. Mm. So, it was massive. And then, no more Kalula. Vitality made a plan, which was Vitality Travel, which allows members to book discounted flights on any domestic flight. But they have to pay via an account with Discovery Bank. If they don't have one, they can open a Discovery account. And a lot of people were pushing back. But the facts of the matter are there are no monthly fees. And why do they force people to do that? It's about integration. It's about about allowing members to seamlessly, securely make bookings. So all the verification is done um, on the site. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, the sort of natural inclination to say, I don't like being forced to open your bank account. There are no fees. It isn't, it's, it's a very quick process. Um, and they've done it for what seems to be the right reasons. It's it's not a money making thing. Um, it's about it's about seamless, a seamless booking experience and a safe. Okay. Um, and so the, 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 I got a few complaints, but they seem to have um, dried up now. Okay. Um, so that's that. We've got Carol on the line from Kenilworth with a query also about a Kalula flight, I believe. Let's take a listen. Okay. Carol, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Papa. Good afternoon, no, uh, Wendy. I booked a flight. Um, I'm one of those people who book way ahead of time, I think in April or May, uh, for a December flight on Kalula from Durban to Cape Town. Oh, Town's, sorry. Uh, for a friend of mine. And um, I'm trying, to, and I booked it through a flight center. Yes. So um, I wasn't concerned because when I listened to the radio, when they spoke to the CEO of um, of Kalula, I was told that um, flight center will still, or any any agency travel agent will still have the money because they only pay over the money on the day of the flight. But flight center tells me something else. I have spoken to three different flight center. Um, persons on the on the helpline, and they told me no, the uh, uh, um, Kalula is bankrupt, so you can't get your money. I think the um, the offer to I don't think the offer to uh, um, 
repay for Commerce Bank, which is NetBank, if I'm not mistaken, to repay um, those who'd bought colluded tickets was limited to those who'd bought them on the May 31 sale. I know that for sure. For the rest, you're looking at um, either um, doing a charge bank via your bank, and if it's true that the, their bank still has the money, I don't see why that shouldn't work. Uh, some of the banks need a bit of a nudge to actually do it, but um, charge bank is if you pay for something and you credit with your credit card, um, a goods or a service that you um, cannot or did not get, you should get your money back, you know, via the one bank talking to the other bank, and of, and you certainly it's it's very easy to prove that Kamehe or Kalula is not capable of offering you the service that you've paid for. So I would say that is your um, the, your best bet. The only problem is that because you booked so long in advance, your chargeback window could well have closed. It's not usually more than about three months. Um, One of the banks, if I recall, and I don't know which one, could be as long as six months, but that's certainly what I would do. I'd go straight to my bank and apply for charge bank back, and otherwise your only option is to join the 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 queue queue of creditors, creditors, which is not going to get you much money back um, at all in the end, I'm afraid. Okay, and and, and the fact that I've paid flight center and not uh, Kalula directly. Oh, right. Sorry, yes. You went through an agency. Well, pretty much they paid the money over on your behalf. Um, Did they, though? That comment about they don't... We've heard before from aviation people saying that they don't pay over the money physically until the flight departs. Yeah, but then I think once the liquidation happens, then it's a different story. Ah. Okay. That po- that pool of money then goes into the. They only made the concession around those 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 many many flats that were booked on May the thirty one. The very day they they suspended the flight. Okay, so Carol, I think first stop has got to be a conversation with your bank, and as soon as possible before that potential chargeback window closes. If uh, in fact it hasn't so already maybe what done. Maybe so. on the basis of what I've just said, it could well have done. It so. might have done, but, but try. But but it was it's recommended after the liquidation announcement. So I, yeah, it's all very complicated and not much information coming out I'm afraid okay all right good luck Carol I really hope that the chargeback effort uh, does work for you and that you're able to get your refund and not join the queue uh, Colin in Somerset West what's happening to say his daughter still hasn't received her money back from Kalula having bought on that special Wendy oh I wonder if she paid by credit card because some of the snags I've dealt with have been those people who tried to pay with their credit card and on that day and it wasn't working and then they were told um, via some kind of help on the site to pay by EFT and then those payments were problematic. Uh, those refunds were problematic. Um, I keep going back to my old contact at, at Comair and saying, he said he was under the impression or had been told that all the refunds had been made and when... I pushed him to say, "Can you get um, on the show? Actually, can yeah. you get can you con- get confirmation?" And his last thing to me was, "You're going to have to deal with the liqu- liquidators." I'm afraid, and oh. that's not an easy oh, task. That's not an easy thing to do. So yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, before we run out of time, Wendy, the voucher issue yes, continues I think it's to important. plague people. Please, let's quickly yes. go there. Uh, airlines, just this, this is going back to the days of COVID when the airlines were cancelling the flights, not the customers. Yes. Uh, many of them issued a voucher which you could use at a later date. We're now getting to the point where those vouchers are starting to so-called expire, Wendy, and the complaints are coming in from people who hadn't been able to use them. Yes. Um, um, and we're going back here to a conversation you had on page five of our notes with uh, yes. the Ombud Makata 
Ombudsman Pahlele, the Consumer yes. Goods and Services Ombudsman. You asked her if it was fair um, that um, a voucher could expire if the customer hadn't booked a new flight. And she was quite quite firm in her views, she wasn't she? As she has always been. So, Mahatim Pahlele, the Consumer Goods and Services Ombudsman, said no. Uh, airlines are not exempt from... Because my question was, are airlines exempt from the Consumer Protection Act? She says no. In terms of the CPA's Section 63, vouchers are valid until the date when their full value is redeemed or exchanged for goods or services or redeemed... Uh, you know, or, sorry, yeah, redeemed exchange for services within three years. Um, but... Sadly, many of the airlines, though, just seem to be doing their own thing, thing. Wendy. So Stacey Ingram's experience is a case in point. She paid almost 13,000 rand for a Qatar ticket, which was due to depart during that first hard lockdown. When it was cancelled, she was issued with a voucher by the airline. It was in June 2020, which was valid for a year. The airline later extended that validity to two years. But when she she got her dates a bit mixed up, when she tried recently to redeem um, that that spend for an October booking October this year she was told that she'd missed the two year cut off by 19 days sorry for you yeah um uh, she says it's taken me until now to be in a position to travel what with red lists and COVID and quarantine vaccination status and also myself me trying to change my career um I had the wrong date in my head didn't realize I'd missed the cutoff Qatar has uh, just said um sorry your budget has expired um, so I reached out to Qatar. I pointed out the provisions of the CPA, the three-year thing, and yeah. I asked if the airline would consider allowing Stacey to redeem her voucher for an October 22 booking. Um, Had you heard from them just I as just, we came to air? I did, and it was um, the issue has been escalated. There is an approval process that needs to be gone through because of the fact that, uh, that the voucher is out of date. There's no reference to the CPA. Yeah. And just to be clear, companies that operate in this country have to They're abide by to the, the law. laws of this country, yes. Um, she said, um, approval is being sought through our VP finance to have Stacey's ticket cost refunded. Please ask her to be patient and she will be contacted. So, so a small window of hope oh. there. I mean, it's... Yeah, But Wendy, that comment is the pertinent one which sets up hopefully a future conversation. It's not going to happen today. A company that is operating in this country is obliged to adhere to the laws of this but country, which include the Consumer Protection Act. Exactly. Um, I went to um, Flight Centre, for example, which had nothing to do with this um this, booking, this, this yeah. booking. And I said, you know, what is your comment on these vouchers that are expiring after a year or two? Many of them too, which is why things are coming to a head now. Yeah. Um, they said the terms and conditions for any vouchers or credits are issued by the airline and determined by the airline, who is the travel service provider. We share the conditions with our customers. We have no control over them. We remain committed to ensuring that our customers have updated information. So they're just accepting it's it like, and not yeah. to single them out, but they all are. And we have this, so, I mean, go to the go to the consumer goods and services ombud is what I would say if that's happened to you or write to us yeah, you and see if we right. can put some pressure on to at least get the refund. It's absolutely preposterous that somebody would have to sacrifice something like 13,000 rand um, because a voucher expired illegally early in South Africa. It's not yeah, okay. That's not okay. So to be continued. Definitely to be continued. And let me throw one last worm into this particular can. Wendy, where does that leave the foreign embassies and their visa processing agencies who are currently accepting visa applications and taking people's money for them, knowing that they cannot deliver the visa within the required travel framework? No, that's a complete lack of disclosure and you'd most definitely be entitled to a refund in my book. Because it's all about, <laughs> it's all about disclosure. I mean, we, before yeah. we were having... I paid for my visa. The flight didn't happen. 
uh, can, can I get I a get refund? refund? Well, no, yeah. they processed your visa. But for to them, for them to know, no, it was a month or two before they could give you your, I mean, visa. and, and that you've applied, and they know your date. Yeah. Go ahead with the process. Oh, no, sorry, it's going to take this long. No, I don't think that's okay at all. Maybe for a future show we could... Um, Definitely for a future show, please, because I've got a very, very long list of people <laughs> complaining on this subject. Okay. So to be continued. Wendy Nola, always great to have you with us. Thank you so much. Thanks, Pippa.